Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. I'm Katie Umland, and of course, we have Tim Reagan, uh, the founder and, and uh, wealth advisor at Prairie View. Hey, Katie. How are you? Hi. I feel like we have so much to catch up on. Uh, I missed, yeah, we do. <laughs> I missed one recording uh, from having a baby, and I feel like we have... I just have so much I want to talk about. We're yeah. in a new studio. I know. The, the world is a whole new place, <laughs> it's right? It's, place. Yeah. You leave to have a baby and like and everything's different. Yeah. I yeah. just come back and where am I? Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> I was going to say that you have kind of like that new mom glow, which- Thank you. Yeah. Now, to me, that means you haven't slept in a week and yeah. a half. That, right? <laughs> the glow is like milk on my face <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the bags under my eyes and the latte that I had to have to uh, wake me up this Perk morning. you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. How are things with the baby? Very good. Yeah, she is an angel. She's 10 days old at this point, so big brother is finally adjusting and we're all we're all good. Good. Well, if she's 10 days, just give him like another couple of years and then he'll get to pounding on her and yeah. you know all that kind of stuff, I right? I think we've only had 3 hits to the face so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, that's when big brothers start to learn you can't hit girls yeah, and all that exactly. stuff, right? Like, oh, no, don't do that. Yep. <laughs> it's that fine line. He's only 18 months old, so it's like let him Explore and check her out. You don't want. I don't want to say. Yeah, don't want to make them like. Yeah, hands off type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's also like okay, that's a little rough. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And and how are you and Alex adjusting to it? Good, good. Uh, We are lucky. Alex has a month off of work. Oh, really? That's Um, awesome. Yeah, he gets a month when we have a baby. So, uh, we are like I said, ten days in, and I told him maybe he should go back to work. <laughs> it's just we all need a little bit of yeah. routine and schedule for sure. And it's nice because he works from home, so even if he does go back to work, he's still in yeah, the basement still and can around. pop up. And yeah, um, so he'll. I think he'll. We'll start doing like some half days in the mornings. He'll work for a while and then yep. come up after nap time and get me through to dinner and yeah. bedtime. So <laughs> well, it's funny the uh, especially this time of life because I remember when. Uh, Sarah and I had the kids, Lily and Maddie, especially our first two. Uh, I was working that at that time a lot because we were just getting the business started. Mm-hmm. And so there were times I wouldn't get home till nine thirty, ten o'clock. And I remember there was one time I came in uh, and at the time our house had a detached garage. I pull in the garage. I start mm-hmm. walking out towards the house. It's pitch black because it's uh, it was late at night. All the lights are off in the house. <laughs> Sarah's sitting on the back porch <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> They're all asleep. They're Do not wake them up. <laughs> and we sat on the back porch and just caught up a little bit. So yes, it, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're we're right now. Uh, when Dylan goes down, we kind of be quiet in the house. Like uh, we're a little bit let him know like we're still around. But then if Quinn starts crying, it's like run into the bedroom, yeah, yeah. close the door, yeah, yeah. don't let yeah, her yeah. wake him up. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, it, we had a yeah. great episode last time. Dave Cobb obviously joined us, and so he kind of sat and filled in and did a great job. But we're happy to have you back. And uh, yeah, I was sad I missed that episode. Uh, I like catching up with Dave. We all we both know him well, but it was. I'm excited to to hear that episode about yeah, me. So. For sure. And so uh, today we've got a, a packed agenda, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, in addition to talking about compound interest, we're also going to talk Woo-hoo! about these, these new chairs, which <laughs> yeah. I hear can uh, recline all the way to a bed. Yes, uh- so, <laughs> which is so hilarious because uh, if you ask Rachel in the office, so Rachel's been with us 18 years. Forever. Uh, and she will tell you the one thing I always tease her was, Rachel, did you order a cot yet? Because yeah. <laughs> I need a cot after lunch. And then I got these chairs and I'm like, Oh, Ooh. I finally got one. Yeah, even better than a cot. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. These new microphones, like, I think we just, like, got a major upgrade. Yeah, like, we did. Well, and the funny thing is I was thinking about these cots. There was there have been times when uh, 
once or twice in the summertime, we'll have power go out at the house and like, I'm a hot person, but I run hot all the time. And so I've debated on, do I go to the office and sleep because that we had power, air conditioning sleep. and I'm like, shoot, we can now. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got their own bed. I mean, yeah, it, uh, awesome. yeah, especially now they're almost empty nesters. So we can uh, roll them out. Yeah. But. Talking about lack of sleep. I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to just get cozy yeah. here. Like, <laughs> How about it? How about it? This is awesome. So yeah. it's still a little bit of a work in progress. Yeah. I think with the studio, we're not a hundred percent set up yet, but. It's exciting. It is. It is. Uh, well, what's really cool is how to see kind of the progress or the progression of where this was. I remember when we first were starting, you and I were like, okay, what do we say? How do we do this? Like, yeah. you know, all we that kind of stuff. We were awkwardly set up in the front of the office the yeah. first, the first oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to like close the shades and oh, I can hear you through the wall. And <laughs> yeah. it, was, yeah. it, was, it was a little bit of a mess. Yeah. But, yeah. But here we are now. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um. Well, do you want to start with mailbag? Yeah, before yeah, we I think dive that's in? a good idea. So today we're talking about the power of compound interest. Um, but before we dive into that, we had uh, somebody submit a question about Roth conversion um, and should I do a Roth conversion before the end of the year? Yeah, so I think that that's a question that we always start to think about as you get into the fall the time. season, yeah. Yeah, uh, and a lot of times people think about their taxes post uh, first of the year, you know, kind of like January to April is when they're thinking about it. But with Roth conversions, you can't do those. In order to do it uh, and have it on this year's tax return, it has to be done before the end of the year. Okay. Uh, it's one of those so things that- it's not just that, before you file. It's exactly. December 31st. Yeah. Okay. And so a lot of times what we're seeing is that, uh, especially as people are in retirement, their income it puts them at a certain tax bracket. And uh, there are, we talked, I think a couple episodes ago about Medicare and how much your premium can go up if your income goes up mm -hmm. and all those things. Well, what happens is that uh, a lot of times as people retire, they might not need to take money out of their 401k or IRA uh, initially in retirement. And so they let it sit there and grow. But at age 73, they're forced to take money out. And what can happen is if they let it grow too big, then the amount they're forced to take out also gets big. And now all of a sudden they're bumped into a higher bracket. Maybe they're paying more in their Medicare premiums. Uh, and so the the strategy then really becomes – before I even get to 73, can I be doing taking some money out of these IRAs, pay tax on it a little a bit little at, a, at time, a time, and try to manage that long-term liability? And if you can, then the, the logical place to put it is into a Roth IRA, because in Roths, if you might remember, uh, you pay tax on it when it goes in, but you never pay tax on that money again. Your kids never pay tax on that money. Okay. So it's it really is a really good strategy if you're in that place where you've got some room in your bracket, you have some room... Uh, with your Medicare premium and you ha you can uh, take some extra income, those Roth conversions, especially now before the end of the year, are a great idea. So is that something that you as a financial planner would help with or as an accountant would help with? So both. And in our practice, we do uh, what-if tax kind of planning, if you will, uh, all the time for our clients, where we'll, we'll look at last year's tax return and we'll say, okay, here's where your taxes were. Here's what your income changes were this year. Here's where that puts you for... Uh, your bracket and your what they call IRMA, your your Medicare premium, uh, and we help you make that decision. Or your accountant always is a great resource as well. Okay, um, so you can, now's the time to start making those decisions so that it can be 
finalized, so finalized before, before the end of the year. Yeah, well, and, and especially if you've not done one before, so you don't have a Roth maybe opened up to receive the money, then you need to get ahead of it because you have to open the account. Paperwork then you have to try to transfer. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. You where, forgot to file uh, your paperwork. Yeah, yeah. Mike Wiskowski, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> okay, Roz. <laughs> um, okay, so let's dive into this week's episode. Um, we're talking about compound interest. Um, so f- I think when I first think of compound interest, I think of being young and taking advantage of that early on. hundred uh, percent. You know, there's actually a book. It's, it's really a pretty good book. It was written by a financial advisor uh, and it's called The Lost Decade. And it really talks about the decisions that you make in your 20s have a huge impact on where you are financially for the rest of your life. Uh, Doesn't that sentence sound so scary though? Like the decisions you make in your twenties, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what you were like in your twenties. I know what I was like in my twenties. Yeah. So. Oh, you do know what I was like in my twenties. You were there, <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah, and for us, it, it's crazy to think about that, right? It's it crazy is. to, but uh, and it, to the way that I like to think about it is every decade that you miss you have to double the amount that you would have saved mm-hmm. from the previous decade. So if you wait until your 30s, you have to double the amount to get to the same dollar amount. You wait till your 40s, you're doubling that amount. You're, because compound interest or compounding and growth is such a major such a major. Uh, major deal. And, and it's funny because even though you think about that at a young age, it kind of goes back to that old adage, well, when's the best time to do it? If you didn't do it then, do it now, now? right? Yeah. yeah today no matter what <laughs> yeah no for sure for sure and uh so to your point you know when you're young it's an important thing to get started on so it's important when you're young but like you said if you didn't when you're young still do it like don't <laughs> yeah don't wait don't say oh i missed it when i was 20 like yeah. it's still exactly well and it's funny cuz i even think about that with uh other decisions too we hear clients a lot of times that are maybe uh, well, I'll use me as the example. I'm 45, right? So we're in a stage of life where kids are now getting, going off to college and uh, we have some more free time and that kind of stuff. And uh, for me, I'm thrilled in, in the business we have and the career we have. But there are some of our clients that start to say, I always wanted to be a nurse. I wish I would have went to school to be a nurse. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You're in your 40s. Yeah. It takes a, a few lot. years to get to be a nurse. And then you got a long time, time. that you could. And so it's like, the, you're, it's not just the interest that compounds. We really like to think about it in financial planning. Think about it as all of the decisions you make and how does that compound across your life? Um, not just dollars saved. But- yeah. It, it, so it's a, and I almost think about it like you and Alex with the baby uh, and, or Dylan probably now more than the baby being at 18 months old. The the decisions you make today are going to compound into who he becomes when he's five and six and twelve and and so on and or even simpler that we are just trying to do some sleep training with him yeah. like put in the effort now on, now today so that in a month you're not every night struggling 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 it's exactly. like okay let's spend two days of nose to the grindstone we'll really try to help him through this time and then it will payoff. Yeah. And and so we look at, so it's, yes, it's money, but it's all of those decisions throughout your life. And, and we think about what the compound return is on on those decisions. And that's just goes back to two comma lifestyle. It is completely. Uh, and that, that's all tied together. It's 
compounding all of those decisions to make this two comma lifestyle that you're, that you're wanting to have. Yeah. Um, okay. So is, so why should I worry about compound growth in retirement? Obviously we, like we just said, it makes a huge difference, but why, once you're in retirement, why should we? So it's funny because it, it kind of goes back to that same thing we just were talking about with uh, changing your career mid in your middle ages or whatever. Uh, even though you're retired, there's still a long time of your life left to make a significant impact on the the wealth that you have, you do or don't have, right? Uh, and so kind of to your comment around going back to that two comma lifestyle, it's all about being generous. It's all about living in abundance. It's all about living with uh, the ability to support your family in the way that you want to. And none of those things change just because I flipped the switch and I'm in retirement. All of those things that you wanted to do are still there in retirement as well. And so even if I'm sitting at age 70 and, and thinking, oh man, it's back to it's too late, I no, you've got another 20 years, 20 years. Uh, that you're going to be here, 20 years plus potentially. And uh, kind of like we were just talking about with mom, uh, you know, grandma lived to be 94. 90, yeah. Uh, so that's a long time. That's a long time. A lot of compounding can happen. Yeah, exactly. And you, it feels like, I feel like when people say, oh, I'm retirement, it feels like you're at the end. But that's still a long... It's a long time. You could still have a really long time. That's a whole, like, third of your life. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> Quarter of your life, third of your life. Like, yeah. That's, that's a long time. It's a significant so. thing. Well, and, and really, it goes back to even when you talk about, like, the the young people saying, oh, don't miss out saving in your 20s. Uh, well, when you're, when you're in retirement, that's also a time for you to look backwards and say, what decisions would I have made when I was in my 20s, and how do I help my grandchildren do that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so sometimes it's uh, it seems like it's insignificant, but for some of our retirees, we'll even help them set up monthly savings plans for their grandchildren, where maybe when their grandchildren are younger, in their uh, single digits, for example, you put 50 bucks a month away, and by the time they get to college age, it's a so, fairly significant amount yeah. of money. Uh, and you think, well, it's fifty dollars a month. Well, it adds up pretty quick. Uh, and so it's it's when you think about that compounding, compounding decisions, it's never too late to make some of those some of those choices. And I think about it similarly. Um, I know we have an upcoming episode, kind of all about wellness and you know keeping your mind and body healthy through retirement. But I also think about it in those terms of muscle growth or. Um, muscle definition or body composition, it's the same thing. Like once you start working out, that start takes a long time. But then once you start getting some of that muscle growth, muscle compounds on muscle yep. and things start really clocking. Absolutely. <laughs> and and that kind of reminds me of that too. It's like it's it's hard to start, but once you do and once you kind of get some momentum, it works it works for you. It does. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Muscle burns more fat that, you know, it's, it's like, that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Well, and, and what's funny with all that is, uh, when you talk about that compound and how things compound over time, uh, it works to the negative side too, sometimes 
where I, I don't know if you've ever had it. It's like a rainy day and you're like, I'm gonna be lazy today. I'm going to sit on the couch and yeah. do nothing. And you're like, you feel you, way worse. Way worse. The the yeah. You're thinking I'm going to feel, it's going to be so nice when we feel so energized. And yeah. you're like, no, it's horrible. I feel. Or like you used to be able to eat two cookies every night and now you suddenly want three every night. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you get used to the two yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it has yeah. compounded. Well, well if, if two's all it takes, then <laughs> yeah. why not? It's fun. It is so funny you say that. I just, I've been reading a book uh, recently called Tiny Habits and it talks about how you make, you can make like these little changes. And in the introductory to the uh, introduction of the book, uh, he actually uses cookies as the example. And he said, you know, here I'm sitting and I think he was in his forties, uh, and I've gained about 15 pounds more than I wanted to. And I'm like, how did that even happen? He's like, then it dawned on me that every night after dinner, I now have two double stuffed Oreos. Mm -hmm. He's like, at two double stuffed Oreos adds up to, I forget how many calories, 300 calories. Uh, well, if I take 300 calories times 365 days, mm -hmm. that's 10 pounds. That's, yeah. He's like, and it was two Oreos. And, and now I'm double stuffed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and so to your point, it's it's uh, those decisions happen and it's the the compounding of one decision on the next, plus those decisions themselves compounding that can really change the trajectory of yeah, a lifestyle. And I always talk about, um, I don't know why working out keeps coming up for me, but I we have such different opinions about, about working out in general. I want to wake up, work out first thing, because then I make better decisions yep. the rest of the day. It just sets me up to make a better decision. And he would rather work out at like 1030 at night. And I just don't understand that at all. But it's it's the same thing. Like, if I don't work out in the morning, then I feel like I can have that donut for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. But if I just worked out, I feel like, oh, I better have some eggs for breakfast yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, well, yeah. This is a mindset. It is. And, and I think the same thing happens with your money. I think that when you get used to making poor decisions or – it's, it's like if I get in a hole and all of a sudden I'm spending too much money, I like to think about it like uh, everybody talks about budgeting. I, I'm i not a big budgeter, uh, but I think about it like checkbook leakage where I just have money that leaks out of my checkbook that I don't really anticipate. I didn't plan on spending, but it just kind of leaks. And when I get into that routine and all of a sudden I look and say, oh, I have to make some changes, it's really hard because there's not one thing I can eliminate to get right. rid of the leakage. Uh, it's the fact that I'm going to Starbucks and I'm, you know, spending money over here. And I'm, and so then when I, when it comes time for me to then say, I'm going to change. Well, if I think, well, I'm going to, should I buy that cup of coffee at Starbucks? I'm like, well, it's $7. What difference is $7 going to make? I'll just go do it. Same thing. Like when you're not in the mode of working out and thinking about, the positive sides of being healthy, all of a sudden you're like, it's one donut. It's What's one, one donut going right. to do, right? It's, and uh, 10 donuts later, you realize, like, yeah. oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, so we're talking a lot about kind of those habits and things, but I think that when you look at how does that affect your money even in retirement, there's a direct correlation where the decisions that you make when you're early in retirement are going to have a compound effect when you're later in retirement. So if you hit retirement, and you're like, holy cow, look at, I just rolled over my 401k. I got a couple million dollars in there. That's more money than I've ever seen. I've never had that before. And you start using it like it's water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next thing you know, those decisions at 65 or 62 are going to compound. So now when you're 75, you're like, oh man, I, maybe I can't take the trips anymore. I can't do the stuff with the grandkids I wanted to because, because of that. opposite. And you think, oh, I don't want to run out. I'm not going to spend any of it. And then you get to be 90 and you're like, 
I should have spent more. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I have plenty or. No, you're right. And it's so funny how we have clients that usually they're on one end of the spectrum or the other. Mm-hmm. They're either like, hey, lottery jackpot and they start blowing through it too fast or they're the opposite. And they're like, I realize that this is all the money I'm ever going to have in the have. world. <laughs> and, and that's really kind of where that two comma lifestyle comes in, where it's finding that balance where I can feel like I'm living in abundance. I feel like I can do the things that I want to, but I know what those boundaries are. So I don't end up getting into a, into a bad situation. Compound, I think it can be so exciting when you think about compound interest if you're on the right side. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like it can feel like, man, we are crushing it. But if you're not, it feels like, shoot, I really missed it. Well, well, and that's the the problem too now is you start to see, as we're seeing interest rates come up, you know, we've had uh, a decade and a half or maybe two decades of really low interest, uh, interest rates, at least historically low. And so sometimes people get in the mode of, I can finance that and it's not really, it doesn't really punish me too much. I, I can get away with that. Well, now when you're seeing mortgage rates that are back it's in the sevens, yeah. uh, and you're seeing, you know, if anybody that has credit cards, I mean, there's no, you know, get out of jail free card with yeah. those, uh, all of a sudden now that compound interest is working against you mm-hmm. rather than working for you. So like you said, once you're, once you get down, it, it can feel like, man, how do I get how out and I get, get out? on the top side of it? Well, I think that brings us to our our closing here. I don't know that I have anything else to say no. about compound interest. I think I talked more about not interest and just other real life examples. Well, I think <laughs> well, to me, to me, it's it's uh, maybe we used interest in a different way. It's what interest you, not interest just yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to wrap it up with kitchen? chats? Yeah. So I think it's funny when uh, we sit down and how many times, so for maybe for those, if we haven't talked about it before, our dad, uh, Katie and her brother and sister, by the way, uh, our dad was in the business. Uh, he and I were in the business together for a long time. And he, when we first started, all of our meetings were held across the kitchen table from people. Uh, and And then we started talking about, we said, you know, it would really be cool if we could start combining all of these things that we have learned sitting across the table from people, uh, as well as thinking about when you sit down as a family and you talk as a family and you're sitting across the kitchen table. And so we always thought that it'd be really cool if we could come up with a, you know, lessons learned around the kitchen table type of a thing. And, uh, and I think that this, this episode kind of uh, lends itself very well that way because as you sit down and you're across the table from folks and it's the stuff that that you hear in, in our, our grandmother we talked about our mom's mom uh, who would be 94 grandma becker uh she she was one of those depression era people and whenever you took a bath at grandma's house katie what what was the thing you hated <laughs> this much yep, water. you only get that much water uh, now i think some of that also comes from the fact that you know uh even when she started raising her kids, they didn't have indoor plumbing at that point in time. And so they were still going out to the well to get stuff. And so I think that was part of it. Uh, but she also she also always would tell you, waste not, want not. Uh, Graham would tell you constantly, waste not, want not. And I think that today when we talk about compound interest, we talk about the decisions you make, some of the things that I think we've slipped away from personally, I think society as a whole, uh, is we lose track of waste not, want not. And I think that we think it's kind of a throwaway society sometimes. And sometimes the best decisions you can make are the ones that say, hey, I'm not going to waste that. I'm not going to go out and buy the new thing and still make do with what I have. Mm -hmm. Uh, And those decisions also help to compound into that that generous or abundant lifestyle. So waste not, want not. Waste not, want not. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. Um, thanks for l- welcoming me back after yes. one, missing one episode. Well, we'll see if we let you back. Yeah. We, we came back this time. We'll see about next time. <laughs> well, and maybe one of these times we have to have Quinn and uh, Dylan on yeah. the show uh, at least I don't to know. say hi. Maybe like some behind the scenes or something. Yeah. That. <laughs> I think uh, all these lights would be down. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. How about it? How about it? The microphone be played with all <laughs> yeah. kinds of stuff. So, Well, it's good having you back, Katie. Glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.